Welcome to the Everything Early Childhood podcast designed for approved providers, nominated supervisors and other childcare leaders. This fun, lighthearted and very serious podcast features weekly episodes on strategy, advice and conversations with fascinating and inspiring people from across our sector. Join the journey and have access to the tools and inspiration you need to create high-performing childcare businesses. Let's get started. Hello, amazing humans, and welcome back to another episode of Everything Early Childhood. My name is Lisa Brown, and I'm your host for the podcast. And today is going to be a little bit off the cuff. Um, It's definitely not the episode that I have planned to record today, but I just woke up feeling like there was somebody out there that needed this message, Um, perhaps me, but um, no, I'm sure I just felt that, and I'm a big believer in the universe, go with your feeling and your gut. So hopefully somebody out there, um, someone, one of you resonate with this episode today which is going to be all about imposter syndrome. So I've been having a few conversations with um, educators, leaders, business owners, friends, um, and even myself um, over the past few weeks where just on the on the end of um, closing or finishing a massive project that we've been working on and it's just funny how it's not until the end of a project where you start to feel and 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 doubt like, gosh, have we got this? Can we do this? And it's those questions in that language that we start to process through our um, brains and our minds. And our brain's job is there to protect us. And so what it does, it gives us all of this language and all of these pieces of evidence to support our thoughts and our feelings. But as we go through today's episode, one of the important things to remember is that not all of our thoughts are true. And, you know, I think it's a lifelong journey that we all go or that we all can go through. But some people, I think, whether they don't know about imposter syndrome or whether some people around you may not talk about it. Um, But as you'll see today, every single person has had imposter syndrome at some point in their life, Um, whether it's relevant right now, whether they go through phases and cycles um, or whether – and if they say no, they're lying. It's not true. So um, let's get started and we'll go through. So what is imposter syndrome? So it's feeling that you're not worthy of your success. So no matter what you're doing, whether it's in your life, in your work, in different areas, perhaps a hobby or interest, and it's just feeling or having those feelings at times that you're not worthy of that success. So it might resonate for you in your mind and you might start hearing the thoughts. Um, They'll find out. Um, It could have been anybody. I just worked really hard. It was just luck that got me where I needed to be today. Um, I'm a fraud. I don't deserve it. I'm never good and going to be good enough. Um, They'll know I'm a fake and others are better and it's not perfect. So remember, you're not alone. The statistics say that 80% of people reported experiencing imposter syndrome or imposter feelings at some point in their life. 
So it's a universal feeling. So whether you're um, a leader, whether you're a mom, whether you're a dad, whether you're um, a business owner, whether you're a CEO, whether you're um, whatever, every single person, it's universal. And we often find that in environments where we're challenged. So where others around us are as intelligent as we are, or maybe more so. And this is where success demands us developing new capabilities. So we need to essentially step out of our comfort zones. So how does it present? It can present like self-doubt that you don't believe in yourself um, and those messages and subliminal messaging and language is in the back of your mind. It can be attributing to your success to internal factors. It can be berating your own performance or even perhaps berating someone else's performance. So sometimes we like to or sometimes some people like to push other people down in order to make themselves feel better about themselves. Um, It could present in the ability to realistically assess your skills. So you don't know what you're good at. You don't know how you help people. You don't know why you're doing it. And if it becomes all encompassing, it's really hard to focus on that center with what you're good at. It can present in a fear that you won't live up to expectations and often imposter syndrome is our own expectations of ourselves so as we look through we'll look at the different models and different ways of the imposter um, syndrome can work there's five different ways it can present but one of those is perfectionism and often perfectionists they have the highest expectations of themselves but the question is will you ever live up to that And really focusing on how you can reframe it, how you can present it and what the realistic version of what you have presented is. Um, I remember um, saying once um, in my early days as a leader, I remember saying to the owner, like, it doesn't matter what, what feedback you give to me because I've given myself worse because we are, we can be our harshest critic And it's really important to make sure that we're being reasonable um, with ourselves and, um, you know, being kind to ourselves as well. And compassion, compassion, self-compassion is really, really important. So when we look at the research, um, Clance 1985 proposed a model to describe the imposter cycle. So in the model um, where the individual faces an achievement-related task, The first step is that they experience anxiety, self-doubt and worry, which may promote over-preparation or procrastination. So we have all, we've all been through that. We've all over-prepared and we've all procrastinated at different points. So if the task is accomplished, it's often attributed to high effort with over-preparation or we attribute it to luck, which is your under-preparation. So if we've over-prepared, we say, oh, it was just, um, it was our high effort. It was all the work we put into it and we need to work hard in order to achieve that standard. Or if we haven't prepared, we've actually under-prepared and we've like winged it, even though we um, even though we may have um, that that's knowledge that's embedded in us, we know what we're talking about, we still put it can put it down to luck if we feel like we've underprepared. 
and that that was a one-off. So with accomplishment, the individual experiences relief. So you experience relief after a task and it's likely to receive and when you receive positive feedback. So however, the feedback is often discounted leading to sustained feelings of perceived fraudulence, self-doubt, depression or anxiety. So when we are given a task, let's say, for example, it's a public speaking, so you need to present or speak in front of an audience, You that may bring you anxiety and self-doubt and worry, can I do it? Are you sure, like, can I really do this? And at different points in your project or schedule, you may feel different um, emotions and have different thoughts. Um once we do that, we either go into over-preparation or procrastination. So we start to do other things or we over-prepare to compensate, um, even though that is our genius zone. And even though we could talk about it underwater, it's still the default um, to over-prepare. And I do this all the time. And I feel like when I'm set a task, like so for example, when I get a new client or when I've um, got a new workshop coming up or I'm um, you know, asked to go on someone's podcast, at the moment talking to UK TV, going on TV for example and it's like, oh my gosh, are you sure I can do this? And that's the questions I start asking in my mind and I think that um, when you own your own business or when you're a leader of an organization, it's. I think that no one really talks about the fact that you are the one that has to stand up there. You are the one that has to promote yourself. You're the one that has to, um, you know, really. So when you meet people for the first time, you are the one that needs to almost like sell yourself or market yourself every time. These people haven't listened to your podcast. These people haven't read your material. These people haven't had any previous knowledge or experience with you. So, it can be really daunting and I find that really daunting. I would prefer my work to speak for itself rather than me standing in front of someone or meeting someone for the first time and having me to market myself and my knowledge to somebody else. Um, I would prefer them to and just encourage them to listen to an episode or um, you know, do a project together or see some of the material that we have presented for clients in the past. So I think it's really important to um, maybe ask people questions, have curiosity, but at the same time, maybe we need to go back and do research or read about someone um, in there. And you can encourage and you can send some people some material. Um, I know that at different times and different points, we can feel quite small depending on who, who we're around and what we're doing. And this is imposter syndrome. Every single person is an individual and every single person is on a different journey. Just because one person in your sector or one person in your circle or one person in your life um, is doing amazing things in certain areas, 
that doesn't take, don't ever take away from their sunshine, <laughs> promote that, um, be happy for them. Um, there's this quote that I really love, which is around, um, you know, celebrate other people's success of, as if it were your own. Because when it comes around that full circle and then you have that success, you want other people to celebrate just as hard for you. So it's really important that you build people up around you because at the end of the day, we don't know what inner battle and what people are going through um, on the inside. Even the most confident of people, um, remember 80%, 80% of people um, have or are suffering with imposter syndrome. So I think if there's one thing that we can contribute to this world, it is kindness and it's being kind to ourselves and it's being kind to others around us as well. Often we won't know that people are actually going through this. So it's really important that no matter what we're doing, let's keep building each other up and helping each other um, be successful in life and be amazing. So what can imposter syndrome cost us? So if you're suffering from imposter syndrome, what can it cost you? And even as an employer, let's look at this and say, if somebody um, in my team is suffering from imposter syndrome, what can it cost us as a team? So it can hold them back from sharing ideas and asking questions. It can mean that they're not stepping up for more challenge opportunities or assignments. So they're not being stimulated because they don't believe that they can do it. Um, It means that they're perhaps overlooked for promotions. So are you being overlooked for promotions? Um, It means that they're um, over-personalised constructive feedback, um, procrastinate on important projects and tasks. They just hop, hop, job hop or otherwise sabotage their own success, overwork and over-prepare so they're not being smart and utilising their time effectively. They experience unnecessarily psychological stress and fatigue because they're putting this on themselves and this messaging on themselves. So if you are suffering with imposter syndrome, how can you cope? Before I go into that, I want to share a little story. Um, I see this all the time repeated, so it's it's about no one in particular. It's I just see it time and time and time again. These amazing educators. Um, so I come across this amazing educator who is an assistant in a room. They're supporting their leader in their room, which is fine. Everyone goes through different periods and cycles in their life. And you know what? I once um, was told that there are people in the world who just are amazing to ICs and who are amazing assistants. And it's their lifelong job and that's what they're built for to support other people to succeed. And that is fine. But what I want to encourage it is if you are holding yourself back from that promotion or you're holding yourself back from stepping up into that role, it is time to reflect. And often you have to take that, be brave and take that that next step, regardless of how you feel, regardless of what your brain and your messaging is trying to tell you. Because often it's not until you take that next step and step up into your power, step up into that magic zone where that growth is happening. Because 
until you step up and often you need to um, learn as you go and and you're not going to learn unless you step up and take that opportunity so I mean the other day I had an educator come to me and say look I'm ready like I think I want to step up Uh, was that did I feel that that educator was ready in my opinion no like I felt like they had a lot of growing but at the same time we want to encourage that growth. How brave and how amazing it was for that educator to come forward and say, you know what, I'm ready. I feel like I'm ready. But what steps do I need to take to get there? Because that's my next goal and that's what I want to achieve. But with imposter syndrome, it often holds us back from even having those conversations or making those decisions. So I think either be brave and take the next step or really ask yourself, what is it that you want? And are you holding yourself back from those opportunities, whether it's in life, whether it's in work? And what do you need to do to take the next steps? So how can you cope with imposter syndrome? So remember, your thoughts are not facts. So make sure that you're fact checking and make sure that you are challenging those thoughts. We can do that by reframing them. So I'm a really big believer in affirmations um, and I really encourage people to write their affirmations on post-it notes, put it on their bathroom mirror, look at yourself each day in the mirror and say them to yourself every single day until you believe them. Um, you can make a list of your strengths and accomplishments. Start, um, and I, I remember hearing this um, advice once. Um, Aaron Sansoni shared it, and he said, "You know, the, have you ever heard of a vision board? So a vision board is where you, um, you know, cut pictures out or have things that resonate for you, um, or things that you look to achieve. And the vision board actually helps you to manifest, like it helps you to visualize." Um, what you want to achieve for the future and when you look at it over and over and over again you can actually create that because it gives you something to drive towards and aim and strive for but instead of a vision board what they've done is what um, Aaron recommended I can't remember what he exactly called it but it was essentially I've done it board so as you achieve things add it to a I've done it board so that you can actually look back to see what you have achieved and how far you have come because often and I think in today's society we look forward 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 and I'm a culprit of this like when I do the strength survey my last one is appreciation of beauty and excellence right so um, I don't notice things once I do things I'm learning we're all on a journey here so um, when I when I achieve something, I'm just like, what's next? What's next? What can we do next? How can we be better? How can I be better? How can I, what can I do next? What's the next project? Who else can I help? Like it's always next, next, next. But instead, I'm really trying to focus on celebrating my wins um, and just really appreciating what I have achieved in life, um, even in the year, in the month, um, and really celebrating those. So when I share posts on socials, um, which I don't do as often as I should, um, around wins and celebrating those, I feel really bad sharing it because I'm like, oh, I don't want to like rub it in what I've been doing or 
you know, it's that's not the intention, but the intention is to celebrate. Like I want to actually post to acknowledge um, and celebrate those wins because what we celebrate, we'll get more of that energy and that um, vision and moving forward. If we celebrate our wins, we will get more of them. So uh, again, make a list of your strengths and accomplishments, start a board. So start a list of what you have already achieved in your life. You are amazing. Every single person has achieved amazing things in your life. You still have a lot of time and a little, a lot of amazing things to achieve, but you are amazing. Now, if you get stuck with sharing or making a list of your strengths and accomplishments, you can ask the people around you, ask your loved ones, ask the people like, you know, what what do you think I'm good at? Um, you know, in the past year, what, what have I achieved? Like what accomplishments have I had that have stood out for you? And you'll be really surprised um, what they come back with that you haven't even noticed. So, And you can also share how you're feeling with a loved one as well. So are you down on yourself right now? Are you feeling a bit of an imposter? Like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Can I really do this? Um, Share how you're feeling with a loved one. You want to set reasonable expectations for yourself at work. So coming back to that perfectionism, um, it doesn't work. And um, anything that I'm working through or a journey, I tend to find a quote or affirmation that um, helps me with that. So with perfectionism, I was taught like prolific, sorry, prolific beats perfection. And what that means is done is better than perfect because, and you've got to practice that, like you've got to practice practice, um, you know, just doing things imperfectly and celebrating those things. Because even though it's not to your highest standard, remember, we are our harshest critic. If you're not sure that that meets the standard of um, somebody else's expectations, ask them and be open to receive that feedback. Um, I think that it's really important. And nine times out of 10, um, it'll actually be going above and beyond what they expected anyway. But if you're not sure just keep checking in with them and ask for feedback let them know is this what you expected Um, am I on the right track you want to embrace a growth mindset this is so so crucial Um, so how did it go how can we do better next time and a growth mindset is so important when it comes back to us and our critical reflection we need to be critical of our decisions we need to be critical um, around our practice we need to be critical about why we're doing what we're doing and the purpose sometimes there is a bigger purpose to what we're doing, but we have to take those shitty little steps along the way in order to get to that bigger purpose. Um, I call them like little stepping stones and every project has those things that are not fun. In fact, they're really boring, but we have to do them in order to get progress along those stepping stones to complete that project as a whole. Um, you can write down at least one success you have every day. Um, whether you do your gratitude journal, um, remember gratitude is one of the biggest things 
um, and being grateful is just huge. And I've been saying a lot lately, like our frame of mind and what we look for, we will find. So if you look for those little gifts and those little beautiful things that are happening every single day, you will find them. But if you're not looking for them um, and you're looking at all of those um you know, negative things or things that are going wrong, of course, that's what you're going to find and that's what you're going to receive. So one of the other strategies, write down at least one success you have each day. The the last thing is to focus on what you can give to others And if you're still struggling with imposter syndrome, of course, you can always talk with a professional. I've been also talking about this a lot this past few couple of weeks as well, is that I believe it's healthy. It's healthy to talk to a professional, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a coach, whether it's a psychologist, whether it's a counsellor, whatever. When you are in a high-pressured stress role, which has the potential to be stressed, It is healthy to have a professional and someone that you are consulting with on a regular basis to support you. It's important that this person not be somebody that's already um, in it, but somebody that's outside of it so that they can help you to see a different perspective. Um, You know, I've had a coach, um, gosh, for the last like four to five years. And when I I was really adverse to it. I was like, why do I need to pay for a coach? Why do I need to see someone? Why do I need, like, why? Like, what's the point? Like, I'm a very um, internally motivated person. But what I, the analogy that got me across the line was if you're a sports person and um, you will, your aim is to go to the Olympics, you only know what you know. So you need a coach to whether it's to motivate you, whether it's to inspire you, whether it's to point you in the right direction and give you guidance, um, whether it's to give you a different perspective, whether it's just to have someone in your corner that understands um, to help you get and pay that pathway to where you want to go. So for this sports um, person, they want to get to the Olympics. There is a um, prescribed set of information or details that you need to do in order to get to the Olympics. Um, You know, it isn't just about training. It isn't just about becoming the best athlete that you can be. It is also about getting your mindset to where it needs to be. It is also like, how do you drown out all of that negativity and that press and that information? It's like, how do you deal with your day-to-day stresses? Like, you know, you've got to get the kids to school. You've got to make dinner. Like that doesn't stop just because you want to get to the Olympics like this is and that's your life and your day-to-day pressures but just but despite that those are your goals and that's your drive and it's really important to consider what you need and who you need in your corner in order to get there. So I think we've come a long way as a society with um, thinking that it is taboo to um, have help. (laughs) Um, It is important. It's crucial. It is what is going to get you from where you are now and what you know now to where you want to be. 
So I've, um, you know, like everyone else, the 80% of the population struggle with imposter syndrome. So I cope with it by, you know, finding my tribe. So I have people around me, key people around me who um, support me. We cheer each other on. We, um, you know, we're there for each other, like ups and downs. Um, We're there for each other and we really um, support each other through all of our, you know, life and, and business aspirations and and journey we you know celebrate success so as I said earlier this is something that I am actively working on like I would not say that I'm by any means good at this yet um but it's something and you know one of my amazing friends is amazing at this and so I pull a lot from her like I'm like how can I celebrate this like this is what I've achieved and she's the biggest advocate by saying like Lisa we need to celebrate this like that's big let's go celebrate so this is something that I'm actively working into things um change the narrative so change the language change the visual um, we undertook this exercise, which uh, I'd recommend you do at home, um, in multiple different ways, right? So Tony Robbins, we write down all of our self-beliefs and self-doubts on wood and we go through a visualization process and visualize what we want for ourselves and, and flip the script with, okay, if we didn't believe that, what would it look like? What would we need to say to ourselves, um, on the other side? And then we break through that wood. Um, and it's so empowering. Um, but another exercise you can do in your home, um, is that you can have two columns, um, on one side of the column write down write down every all those thoughts all those little shitty things that are in the back of your mind about yourself um the negative self-doubts um write it down and then what you want to do on the other side in the other column is reframe it to the complete opposite so what is the opposite of that statement and they need to be i am statements so for example um, what's one? If you, I don't even know them anymore because I've only read the uh, the positive ones. Um, and every day, read them every single day. So perhaps you're like struggling with confidence. Um, so I, I'm not confident or, um, you know, I don't deserve success. On the other side of that is I, I deserve success or I am successful, you know, like reframe it in that positive context and read that every day. We have to give our brain the language and we have to change the narrative. Um, I remember coaching and working with um, a director and they really struggled with self-doubt and you wouldn't even know they did an amazing job, but they really internally struggled with this self-doubt every single day and you know you can imagine when you're going through that self-doubt every day how much of a toll it's taking on your your body your mind it'd be exhausting so what we did um each time they had a limiting thought or belief or um self-doubt crept into their mind they had a band on their wrist and they'll just flick it and what it would do would give the brain a sign to say nope I'm flicking out of that and then each time they flicked it, they had to think, reframe it and think of the opposite. So just like any other muscle in our body, our brain needs to be trained um, and it's really and that's a strategy that you can use if you struggle with that as well. Um, we need to recognize the signs of imposter syndrome. So, you know, when you're starting to doubt yourself, like, is it true? Like, is it? And and then they say, actually, ask yourself that seven times, seven times. Is it true? Is it really true? 
Is it really, really true? And then you'll break it down to actually be like, well, you know what? No, actually, it's not true. I can do this. Um, it's just my brain is is protecting me because it's back in caveman days um, and it's trying to protect me and protect myself, um, you know, from being hurt, from failing, from disappointing someone. And all it is is just recognizing the signs and breaking it down. Is this really true? You want to visualize the success. So um, again, get that vision board out, get, um, you know, look back at what you have achieved because that helps you build visual evidence that you can do it. This is already what you have achieved in your life. Therefore, like, you know, what's beyond that? Um, And I remember doing a goal setting session um, which I tend to do at the start of every year or at the end of the year for the new year. Um, and I remember in this certain goal setting session, it was awesome. It, it talked about not only what goals do you want to achieve, but it talked about like the really, really big goals. Like it talked about things that you think in your mind that you'll be like, wow, that's amazing. But you would never be tempted to write it down because you would be like, nah, that's, that's never going to happen. That's not possible. They were like, write it down, like write down those big, 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 huge goals that you like, you never, you think that make you think, or you'll never achieve that. Write it down because you know what, like, you know, the saying, and I know you've probably all heard of it, but when you, it's, you know, about the stars in the sky, like when you miss you, you've got this, but it, it, you, if you work towards that and aim for that, like freaking imagine if you achieve that. So like an example they gave in that seminar was like, um, I want to go to um oh I want to have a box in the in the like sports team stadium or whatever. But then the big big goal was like imagine if you owned the team. Like if that was something you inspired or you know envisioned it was like what if but what if you own the team? Like what if it's not just like you going to the game but what if it's like you owned the team? And they're like yeah, that's really cool. So think about those big big goals um and write them down, add them to it. Like I remember for me my big big goal was like I want to start my own school. Like I want to have a school all the way from babies to year 12 where children can be themselves, be free, be, um, you know, and learn as we go, real life, nature, natural, um, community focused. Everyone's a part of the running of the organization. Everyone works with each age group and it's like just a a community of learners, a community of um, people working together and learning together. Um, that was my big goal. Um, so embrace failure. So embrace embrace failure. Um, I talk a lot about this and I've done um, a video for families to really talk to their children about embracing failure. Ask their child, what did you fail at today? And ask them, did you, like the reason we want to celebrate failure and embrace failure, especially from a young age, is because if we fail, it means we're trying If we don't fail at anything, it means we're not trying. It means that we are holding ourselves back from going to that next level. And every single celebrity, like, and I love looking at all these stories, right? So every single celebrity has failed so many more times than they have succeeded. Um, I can never think of specific examples, but I also love to see people's visions and people's journeys. And sometimes, again, reminding you that we are all on a different path and we are all on that different um, stage of our own journey. So I remember like Sarah Blakely's post comes up quite often 
And um, if you don't know Sarah Blakely, she's the owner, inventor of Spanx. Um, and I, I see the post all the time where she posts, this was the first sign which um, of her company, which she made out of cardboard. And then, so this is then, and this is now, and like she's got this, um, she's in front of her building with her logo on top of her building that she owns. So, you know, every single person has come from a different place. We cannot for one minute judge or assess ourselves based on somebody else's success. Every single person has gone through that journey. Even a person who, um, Martin Luther King, for example, and, um, you know, he did that sermon over and over and over and over again before he did that on the steps and became fam- and that speech became famous. So it's, re- it's really important to know that there are steps and there are stages and no matter what stage you are at, that is okay because that is where you're at in your journey. But don't let looking outside of ourselves and comparing yourself to somebody else change who you are. You want to make sure that you are running your own you are on your own journey. This isn't a race. Um, and I remember the advice and it, and it like rings true to my mind. It's like, Lisa, this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. So it's like, you don't want to be sprinting your hundred meters at full, full pace in order to, um, burn out. Like life's a marathon. We want to look at what journey and celebrate those successes along the way. So um, we know, uh, so what we know about neuroplasticity, which is really, really intriguing, is that um, the brain, it has the ability to create new pathways and new neural connections. So this is done by doing things differently and practicing thinking in new ways so that our underlying thoughts and habits can change. Now, the game changer, though, is taking action in spite of the self-doubt. So imposter syndrome wants to keep you stuck. Don't let it. You have got this. You can do this. Be brave and take that next step forward. Let me know I've been loving receiving all of your photos and things um, from our recent podcast. And this is a big one. Let me know if you enjoyed this one. Do you want to do you want to get more, um, maybe mix it up and have some more self and personal development stuff on here um, and how it relates to you as a leader? I know at times, I remember 80% of the population, it's a universal feeling that we all go through this feeling um and let me know like you get in touch for a confidential conversation um and let me know you're currently going through imposter syndrome has imposter syndrome held you back from something else in your life um and I forgot to add so let me just add quickly the five types of imposters so you've got the genius so it might present like this so the genius thinks that if you have to work hard for it you're an imposter so if you had to put in the hard yards work hard for it you must be an imposter the next one is the expert so the expert believes they have to know everything before they act The next one is the soloist. So they think that only frauds would seek or accept help from others. 
Um, number four is the perfectionist. So thinks their failure to um, meet their high standards means that they're a fraud. And then number five is the superhuman. So they push themselves to work harder than others so they won't be exposed as an imposter. Now, I can say wholeheartedly that I've all five of those at different times in my life and that is normal and I want to normalize it. But what isn't is if it's holding you back from achieving things in your life and you're not actually recognizing it as what it is, imposter syndrome, and it doesn't need to be true. We, as I said, need to continue to be brave, step forward, take the action in in spite of that self-doubt and um, achieve all of the amazing things that you are capable of achieving because you're amazing. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this week. Um, Hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Um, I have, if you haven't already, make sure that you follow me on socials. I've been posting um, infrequently posts from our trip. I still need to collate all of it together. We um, adjust, as I said, on the tail end of completing a massive um, integrated project at the moment. So we have been super, super busy since I've returned. Um, but I promise you, I will collate it. We'll record some episodes, but make sure that you follow me on socials, um, so that you can, um, read those little posts and little thoughts that are going around in my head from our trip to, um, Iceland, Italy, UK and Scotland. Um, Next year, we've got some other amazing trips planned and there might be the opportunity for you to come and join us. Um, So I'll put those invites out as well. Um, Hope you all are having an amazing week and I look forward to you. (laughs) I look forward to catching you on our next episode. Remember to keep making every moment count. Thanks for listening to the Everything Early Childhood podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. We read them all. (laughs) To catch all the latest from me, your host, Lisa Brown, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Lisa Brown underscore Platinum Ed. Thanks again for listening. Keep making every moment count and I'll see you next time.